This is Morning Breath, your drive-time devotion sure to jumpstart your day. Brought to you by East Coast Christian Center. Morning Breath starts now. How is everybody doing? This is Pastor David Gammon here. Super excited to be hosting the Morning Breath program. And um, what we do is we read a chapter of the Bible the night before, and then we wake up the next morning, we read the chapter of the Bible again. We go into the studio at our Merritt Island location, and usually myself and Pastor Dan will be recording on Thursday. But today, man, I got the privilege, I got the honor of being with a, a really good buddy of mine, man, a co-pastor here at the church. He's crushing it down in Vieira, does so much with the Vieira youth. I mean, just radical changes, and um, it is, it's just amazing. It's Pastor Christian, man. It's good to be here with you, Pastor Christian Hurston. Hey, good morning, everybody. Excited to be here. It's always great to be on Morning Breath. So we got it. We got we got Matthew 28 today, bro. Yeah, it's we a got, great chapter. Wrapping up the Gospel of Matthew. Yeah, it is. And I tell you what, um, if you're like if you're new to um the the program here, what we're doing is this is a great devotional devo for you to if you want to be able to like read a chapter of the Bible and maybe get a it. it unpacked a little bit more for you. You have two pastors who'll sit here and just kind of over a cup of coffee and talk about what God breathed. That's why I call yeah. it morning breath, because breath and spirit, the spirit of God move, kind of translate to the same in Hebrew. So we thought that would be kind of a fun little name for it. That everybody yeah. remember. Well, we got a bunch of stuff going on here at East Coast, and um, we have a, we got a really cool event coming up. We certainly do, yeah. So this this Friday, tomorrow night, we're going to have the Vieira Fall Movie Night. This is an incredible event. We've been doing a fall event down there for a few years, but this is the second year we've been doing a movie, and this is going to be the new live-action Lion King. It's going to be inside the Vieira High School football field, and we're very excited. We've prepared for over 2,000 people. We're giving away free candy, popcorn. There's going to be special giveaways at church that following Sunday. We're actually giving away some of those cool razor or no, excuse me, the hoverboards that have like the lights and speakers, cool stuff. And so we're excited for you and your family to come down and be a part of that. And what's really neat is that we've partnered with the Vieira Charter School and with Manatee Elementary. So they've actually got some of their students coming out to do a performance. It's just a great way to bring the community together. It's going to be awesome. As well as we have the Family Fun Night here at East Coast on our Merritt Island campus. That's going to be on Halloween for the following Thursday from 6.30 to 8.30. And there's fun activities for the whole family for that. We'd love for you to come out and be a part of it. Come on. I tell you what. We are all about just, man, getting the gospel to families, pouring into the yeah. family. We, we hope that uh, that one of these events you'll be able to make it out to. But uh, you know what? Also, if you're driving down the road, you didn't have the ability to write that down or take a note and say, hey, I'd like to look into that. Here's a great way that you could plug into Morning Breath or you could plug into anything East Coast is just go to our website. That's eccc.us, and you'll see a Morning Breath icon. That'll tell you more of the chapters we go into. You'll see an events tab. Click on that. That'll tell you about the movie nights. That'll tell you about the family fun nights. You'll see media. You can see messages there. Um, just a lot of good stuff. But probably the best way to do anything East Coast is to get our app. Go to wherever you get your mobile apps. Yeah. Put in East Coast. You'll be able to get our app. You see like a little blue background, like a little white or silver cross. Get that. You'll get everything you need. It's a really cool daily tool to be able to keep you focused and pressed in on the Word of God. That's awesome. Well, I'll tell you what, man. We got about, I think about 41 verses here. Yeah. And uh, 44 verses here. So do you want to read first and I'll close us out? All right. You want to go to number 22? Got it here. So uh, and go ahead and get started. Cool. Then I say to you, Pastor Christian, read, sir. Early on Sunday morning, as the new day was dawning, 
Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went out to visit the tomb. Suddenly there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord came down from heaven, rolled aside the stone, and sat on it. His face shone like lightning, and his clothes was as white as snow. The guards shook with fear when they saw him, and they fell into a dead faint. Then the angel spoke to the woman, Don't be afraid, he said. I know you're looking for Jesus, who was crucified. He isn't here. He's risen from the dead, just as he said what happened. Come, see where his body was lying. And now, go quickly and tell his disciples that he has risen from the dead, and he's going ahead of you to Galilee. You will see him there. Remember what I've told you. The woman ran quickly from the tomb. They were very frightened, but also filled with great joy, and they rushed to give the disciples the angel's message. And as they went, Jesus met them and greeted them. And they ran to him, grasping his feet and worshiping him. Then Jesus said to them, Don't be afraid. Go tell my brothers to leave for Galilee, and they will see me there. As the women were on their way, some of the guards went into the city and told the lead priest what had happened. A meeting with the elders was called, and they decided to give the soldiers a large bribe. They told the soldiers, you must say, Jesus' disciples came, and during the night, while they were sleeping, and they stole the body. If the government hears about it, we'll stand up for you so you won't get in trouble. So the guards accepted the bride and said what they were told to say. Their story spread widely among the Jews, and they still tell it today. Then the eleven disciples left for Galilee, going to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some of them doubted. Jesus came and told his disciples, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Teach them, these new discipline disciples, to obey all the commands I have given you. And be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Ah. Uh-huh. Man, man, that is awesome. What a powerful chapter here. I love that. I know I opened up and I said, hey, you got to, there's 44 verses. I actually had my, um, I had the wrong chapter up at first. Um, I was looking into some of the other chapters here and I was like, look down. But man, I'm so glad Pastor Christian read that whole thing. I got to sit and just soak in it here. So Christian, what stood out to you, man? What, what did you really like? I really think that the promise of, hey, I'll be with you always, is I think that's one of the number one things that I teach and hold on to, is knowing that Jesus tells us, in this world, you'll have trouble and tribulation, but be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. And it's easy for people, maybe when they become a new believer, or when they think about, hey, I'm going to I'm gonna sign up to this thing. I remember doing that myself as like an 18, 19-year-old kid. I had heard about Christianity. I never really embraced it, even though my dad was a pastor and a missionary. But there's this idea that's like, oh, I'll buy in, but let's see if everything is perfect and it goes well. But the reality is, in life, stuff's going to happen. But the good thing is, Jesus says, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. I'm always going to be with you. Even when things look bad, we know that he's got our back. And that's a promise. This is the way he closes out his time here on earth. Before he ascends to heaven, he's like, I got you even when things look difficult. And we saw that with his own experience. He he went through the Garden of Gethsemane. He had to deal with pressure and people betraying him and feeling like his father had given up, but yet God was always with him. He came through the other side and he was stronger from it. And it's just a, it's a foundational scripture for our Christian faith to know he's never going to give up. Come on. 
I love that, too, that these women, whenever they see Jesus, it says here, the women ran quickly from the tomb. They were very frightened, but also filled with great joy. Yeah. And they rushed to give the disciples the angel's message. Man, if that does not encapsulate the picture yeah. of what it's like whenever God drops in your heart what your next move is. I don't even want to say your calling or your purpose, but it could be. Oftentimes, it is both sides of the coin of, man, that's going to scare you. That's going to stretch you. That's going to put you to a place where you might have some doubt in yourself. But at the same time, it'll give you a great joy, a great joy. And yeah. it is, it's crazy when you think about all the testimonies and all people said, man, God asked me to do this task. And I was so scared. But at the same time, I was so excited. But it comes down to that notion and, and it comes out of your life can be radically changed if you just practice this one technique and these women they these women have grabbed a hold of this this one technique is when you know it's from god it takes seven seconds to obedience yeah that you don't let seven seconds go by without you taking an action that will fulfill your obedience that will get you moving in the right way they'll get you running quickly now it might be different you might feel like god's calling you to um, give generously to something. I want to let you know right now that the devil has never called you to give generously to something, to the to the church, all right? That is most likely God. Yeah. But maybe you need to have a conversation with your spouse first. Maybe you need to go have a conversation with some good Christ-centered um, wisdom, you know, wisdom. That's still a step towards obedience to be able to get a check and 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 what you're doing and that you're doing it the right way. Oftentimes whenever I know God is coming and speaking to me and I and I want to take off running too, I'll talk to some other people because often they will enhance what I want to do. Yeah. They're like, man, if you step out and do that, I've got this over here. I've got that over there and I can help you out with it. And it's really powerful to see how God's word, God's spirit orchestrates God's movements here on earth. That's so cool. I love too, you pointed out a couple of times that they were running after and you see that in these Gospels is we hear about the women running from the tomb to go tell the disciples. And then I always get tripped out by John. In his Gospel, he makes a point to say, and then the disciples ran, and one of them ran in front of the other. Right. And he's pointed out that, hey, me, John, I was ahead of Peter, and I got there quicker. And we, we see these illustrations in the Bible a lot. But if you look at Jesus' life, it's so incredible to realize Jesus never ran anywhere. As much as that there were so many things to do on his time on earth, he really only had three and a half years of ministry that was public ministry to the world. But when they said, hey, Jesus, Lazarus is dead, he took three days to get there. Yep. He was in stride. He wasn't rushing around frantic. It's that he had a pace and a rhythm to what he did, and it was God-ordained. And it's so easy for me and in our culture just to move so fast. And as a runner in my real personal life, I love scriptures. They're like, run with endurance, go after it, go. And it almost kind of feeds this, this you know, hyperactivity lifestyle that we have. But when you look at Jesus, he had a great pace. Is that he was like, how about I wake up early in the morning? and go spend some time with God. And then I'm going to slowly walk into this and just walk in the will of the Father. And I don't have to be going around crazy. It's a it's a much better model of what we should be doing so instead good. of just going hard all the time because it's so easy to miss things. So good. That's what we saw from Jesus is he was moving slow and he saw the woman at the well. He was moving slow and he got to see Matthew and said, hey, come follow me. He was moving at this pace where he could actually look at people's eyes versus just blazing. 
I love it, dude. I love it because that 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 is true, man. How often in our Google, Apple, Microsoft generation, Instagram, Facebook, we got to be running, 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 and yeah. and it's he's Jesus is like, no, I don't need to rush. I'm Jesus. Yeah. I love this though. It goes suddenly there was a great earthquake for an angel of the Lord came down from heaven. I love that. Suddenly there's a great earthquake, but then watch what happens. Came down from heaven, rolled aside the stone, and sat on it. His face, yeah. face shone like lightning. His clothing was white as snow. The guard shook with fear as they saw him, and they fell dead faint. When we look at this life, it says this. The author of Hebrew writes in um, Hebrews 1.14, it says, Are not the inheritance of salvation, are not angels the, therefore to minister to those who inherit salvation? It means yeah. aren't the people who are saved, aren't angels there to help them yep. to carry out the will of God? Because here's the truth. That angel that came could do something incredible. Yeah. It could move a stone by itself that easily took about 10 men to roll into place. Crazy. So physically it would take about 10 men, but one angel could push that aside. He sat on it. He had an amazing laundry system because his clothes were flawless. Yeah. Okay. Come on. But with that comes the power to invoke fear on people that are standing in the way of God's plan that they pass out. Okay. But the one thing this angel can't do is preach the gospel. Yeah. Only you can do that. That's what we're called to do. You see, he he set the environment up. Yeah. For those women to run into it. He prepared the way so that the gospel can be received and preached. And I want to encourage you today that if you feel like you're in this life alone, I want to tell you right now that you have the Holy Spirit with you, that you have you have uh, Jesus sitting at the right hand of God right now who is a mediator on your behalf. You have the Heavenly Father that loves you so much that he would send his only begotten son to earth to face the criminal's death for you. And on top of that, there's angels that are doing a work in our life. We clearly see it here in the scripture. And that's why I don't like to often peruse past these, chalk it up to a hallmark moment where I can say, this was absolutely women walking into an environment. Their emotions were down. Yeah. Their hope was dead. They didn't know what the plan for their future. And God was in the front of them radically about to change everything. And I want to say right now, if your hope is down, if you feel your faith is dying, don't for one second think your Heavenly Father isn't in front of you looking to radically change everything. You just have to keep going to where you know Jesus is at. That's good. That's so cool. I love, too, that Jesus chose to appear to these women first. You know, and Mary Magdalene, someone who the whole world would have thrown away, a woman who, you know, we believe to be a prostitute before, based upon all the historical evidence, these women that would have been discarded and I think that before I was a, a Christian, it would have been easy to think that Christianity might have been like stuck in some old mindset. But the more you study Jesus, you realize that he empowered women. And all throughout the Bible, we see these incredible women who are being used as, as prophetess and as warriors and Come on. being able to be able to change the world. And Jesus was going and changing that culture in a culture where women had no rights. They had no authority whatsoever. He's choosing to empower them and to be able to go. And it's it's remarkable to see is that God has got an incredible plan, is that Jesus said, he says that I'm going to pour out my spirit on my sons and daughters, and they're going to prophesy, and they're going to do mighty miracles. And so be encouraged today, too, at that, is knowing is wherever you're at, is God has got an amazing plan for you, and there's no need for you to be on the sidelines. Is it's time to get off the bench and know that 
God has got a place in your neighborhood, in your marketplace, in your home, at the schools, is that he's got a specific message for you to share. And don't worry about someone else's walk. Like, it's easy. I know for you and I, we follow a lot of incredible speakers and people that you watch them on YouTube, you see them in these things, you're like, man, I would love to have that. But God's got a mission for Pastor David Gammon. He's got a mission for Pastor Christian and for for Nick and for you on the radio that you're called to do, that you have influence in places that I don't have. Come on. And same as those other people is don't minimize that. Is start there. The Bible says do not despise small beginnings. Is that there's incredible things. Pastor Dan has been preaching legacy. Is we just had an incredible message talking about leaving a lasting legacy. And sometimes we don't even realize how much of an impact and the influence that we make. And we'll find out years later. Maybe it, it could be even heaven that we'll find out how much of an impact is for those who are teaching in children's ministry and helping out with little kids or helping out with youth ministry and preparing the next generation or at any one of those levels is that we're sewing back in and making a bigger difference than we'll ever know. Absolutely. And I, I love the fact that uh, Jesus comes and goes and he tells them, and he goes, go and tell my brothers. I love that perspective that it has. First, he goes, go and tell my brothers to leave for Galilee, and they will see me there. I love that he says that. Don't be afraid. He clears the air right there. Hey, don't be afraid. Go and tell my brothers. And it puts in the perspective of what Jesus, how Jesus' heart set is towards us. Because we're not trained this way, guys. If Nick right now, who's in here, and he's kind of producing and directing and doing the sound stuff, whatever fancy title we can throw at him right now of this show, if he was to do something bad, then we'd kind of rate him off that. And his whole life, he's had the school systems and everything said, hey, you get an A for really good and an F for really bad. Your performance is going to dictate what I think about you, not your fancy blue headset that you're wearing right now. But Jesus isn't looking at us like that. Yeah. Jesus isn't looking at us. Guess what? All of those disciples would have had a big, fat F in their performance category. They were nowhere around. Only the women were the one that were going to actually give honor and to mourn Jesus. They had all gone off to do their own thing. So they would have been failing in the faith department. But he still says, go and tell my brothers. You see the position that they still hold with Jesus because Jesus' heart set towards them was based off what Jesus was doing, not what they were doing. And you have to look at that person in the mirror and know that God loves you based off of what God is doing and how and who God made you to be. And you might be in the midst of something right now that is sinful and shameful, but God is not heaping shame on you. He is actually calling you out of it and calling you to greater to who you're meant to be. He is calling you brother. He is calling you sister. He is calling you daughter. He is calling you friend. He is never calling you by your sin. So step out of whatever, the Bible says, whatever so easily ensnares us. And let's get running the race that God has called us to. That's cool. I love it. It it ties in so well with the story of Mary and Martha is that, you know, many of us know this story from the Bible and we already covered it in Matthew is you see that Martha is the one who's all worked up about what she's doing. And she's really, you know, adamant about, hey, I need to be serving and preparing this thing. And she's working hard with her physical actions. But then we see that that Mary is just at the feet of Jesus. And she's just worshiping Jesus for who he is, Mm. taking that in, rather than being so focused on all these other things and feeling like it's our performance, is just worship the one who created everything. And when you determine your worth 
and your, you know, who you are in him based upon that and not what you've done today. It's, it's so easy to disqualify ourselves at time. You it know? really is. We know ourselves. And so it's easy to be like, oh man, I blew it. But God is looking at us through the sons of seeing the eyes of seeing his son is the Bible says that as he is, so are we in the world. And so Jesus, the resurrected, perfect son of God, that's the same kind of power that lives inside of us. And it's liberating for us to know that God's not looking at us. You know, I tell the teenagers often, and it sounds silly, but God's not up there with a lightning bolt looking to throw it down. And there's people who still have that mentality and that mindset is that God's just waiting to bop you on the head when you screw up versus he's there as a loving father saying, hey, I'm here. Just come to me, child. Like, I got your back. He's seeing us as a perfect, blameless child when you receive Jesus Christ as your Savior. And it's just a total mentality shift. That's so good. I love that God has nothing to hide. Yeah. I love that about the Bible. I love that about the New Testament. God has nothing to hide. If you were to look at the Scripture and see all the bad things written about iconic characters in Scripture— you would be like, well, whoever the journalist was that yeah. wrote that part of the Bible, yep. man, I bet Moses hated them. False. It was most likely Moses that wrote that part yeah. of the Bible. It was most likely David that wrote that about him. It was most likely, and you go right down the line, as, as, as Matthew writes this portion of Scripture, he should have said, well, the women and Matthew went running down there. Yeah. But Matthew was actually studiously reading his Scriptures Hopeful the Messiah will show back up, but he was lost because God has nothing to hide. God is not afraid of the truth, but look at how the world wants to do the encounter. Let's bribe the guards. Let's lie. We need an explanation for this and we need to make it so that this whole Jesus thing is behind us. Let's discredit it. And you see that today where they're like, you hear people saying, oh, well, Jesus was never alive or Jesus never walked on water. Jesus never fed the thousands. Jesus never worked miracles because they got to try and trying to find a way to make Jesus not true, because if Jesus is fiction, then they're okay. But if Jesus is real, then we all have a lot we have to answer for. Yeah. And he's real. And there's no hiding the truth and that he's here and that he faced a criminal's death on the cross for our sins. But he didn't stop there. Three days later, he rose. And in that rising, he, the Holy Spirit is now with us. And that we are called, like it says here at the end of this, to go and make disciples because our Savior lives And as we live here in this earth, we worry about titles and jobs and boats and cars and trucks. All we should be really worried about is who are we pouring our life into because that's what we're called to do. As we have the gospel, we're called to pour our lives into other people and make disciples. That's so cool, man. It reminds me of the chapters a couple ahead. So if you go past Matthew and look at the book of Acts, is you'll see that they're trying to, you know, disprove Jesus and the claims. And there's this super wise sage, you know, Gal- Gamaliel, who's saying yeah. that, you know, remember when these other people tried to rise up and it went away. And these other people tried to, you know, make a big thing and it went away. They said, if this is really God, we do not want to be caught fighting against it is we can see that there's evidence. And when I was first becoming a believer almost 20 years ago now, that just rocked my world. I'm like, this is 2,000 years strong. And we're still seeing lives changed and a billion believers that have come through the earth. And just so much evidence of God's goodness in this world is that you can truly see this is not something that was a a fly-by-night, something that just kind of came and went like that, is we see that God's power is alive in the world today 
the same as it was 2,000 years ago. And it's something that you can really put stock in and believe and stand on the promises, knowing that that promise is for me. That's not mm-hmm. some fictitious thing. That's not some allegory. The Word of God is alive and real for me today. It's powerful. Absolutely, because we all have the question of how are we going to respond when we realize that Jesus is alive. Yeah. Is it going to be something like, okay, we got our fire insurance now. Yep. You know, good, we're not going to go to hell. I'll take a moment. I'll receive him as my Savior. Or are we really going to grab a hold of our Savior is alive? We have the gospel that sets the captives free, and our lives are going to be defined by the calling that God has given us and the purpose and the gifts that he's put inside of us. It's powerful when you think of your life through that lens. Well, I'll tell you what, guys, we're going to take a brief break here, and Pastor Krishna will close us out whenever we come back. You are listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center, Merritt Island, Vieira, and Coco. East Coast Christian Center would like to invite you to join us on a 10-day Israel Bible study tour led by co-pastors Dan and Matt Staubaum. The trip will take place March 9th through the 18th, 2020. The total cost is $3,995. For more info or to register, sign up at eccc.us slash Israel trip. Take this year with God at East Coast Christian University to truly understand why and how to continue your destiny and walk with Christ. Earn your associate's, bachelor's, and master's degree. Our instructors are experienced, helpful, and show a genuine love for studying the Word of God. East Coast Christian University is located at 670 North Courtney Parkway, Merritt Island. For more information, our number is 452-1060, extension 131. And our website is eccuequipped.com. For 30 years, Cabern Air Conditioning has proudly served the Space Coast area. Honest, professional, and reliable, and customer satisfaction is their top priority. Whether it's repairs, maintenance, or it's time to upgrade your old system, Cabern Air will take care of it. 321-784-0127. That's 321-784-0127. Or visit them online at cabern.com. Pineapple Garden Assisted Living Facility, located in the Rockledge Vieira area. Affordable care with daily activities and a friendly 24-hour staff, making sure you or your loved one is safe and secure. Please visit us today by going online at pineapplegarden.com or call 321-405-CARE. Welcome back to the show. This is Morning Breath. All right, and we are back. We're here in Matthew, the 28th chapter. He, he says here, he says, Go into all the nations, baptizing in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. I love that, that you see right there. You see the uh, the tripart of God right there, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. As we go out and make disciples, that that, that is such an important thing in our lives, and what we're supposed to do is, is baptize people, 
and make disciples. And a disciple isn't somebody you just counsel. A disciple isn't somebody you just talk to or preach at. It's somebody you pour into. You pour your life into. And when you do that, man, you see radical change. But Pastor Christian, you were saying um, some stuff about that on the break. Yeah, for sure. Is I grew up as a missionary in Haiti, and I've done a lot of missions work. And there's such a difference, honestly, versus like maybe when you kind of parachute into a place and you present the gospel, which we're called to do, they say that how will they hear except for a preacher, you know, for someone going and bringing the gospel. But there's something different about doing life with people. And I've still got friends in my life that have been watching me from a distance for, you know, almost 20 years of being with the Lord now is they're still watching. And there's a lot to that versus just showing up and blowing up and trying to maybe get someone to say the sinner's prayer. And then you just disappear out of their lives. There's so much more. As Jesus says to his disciples, I've been given all authority in heaven on earth. Therefore, go make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I've given you, and be sure of this, I will be with you always, even until the end of the age. Is that we're called to do life with people. Go do that today, is wherever it's at, is it could be in your school environment, at your work, in your neighborhood, in your local church. You know, oftentimes it's as simple as when you ask someone, hey man, how you doing? It's more of a, hey, how are you really doing? And getting into it. So, come on. All right, guys, have a good rest of the day. God bless you. We will see you later. Thank you for listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center. We hope to see you at one of our locations this weekend. For additional information, such as service times, events, and more, please visit us at eccc.us. Thanks, and we hope you have a blessed day.